Are you ready? Go. It's time, time to separate the men from the boys. boys. And get down to the business of sport right here on the world-famous Ginger's Perspective. Hello and welcome to MMA Uncaged right here on the Ginger's Perspective. An MMA action returned to Sun City, this time the first time at the Super Bowl over the weekend. And of course, we also had UFC that took place. And it was rather interesting, Justin Ferrier, the MMA authority, to see that Yoel Romero was beaten. What did you make of, of the fight? Because it did go five rounds and it was a unanimous decision at the end of the day, wasn't it? Yeah, I, I uh, had a bit of money on Yoel to win. I always find it difficult to bet against an Olympiad. He's a two-time Olympiad and a physical specimen. I know he's 40 um, and sort of my sort of golden number to stop uh, supporting people is about 37 years of age. But I really like him and He's, he's a beast, uh, but Robert Whitaker edging him. Space for a rematch, I'd say. In, in, t- in terms of the afterwards, let's put it that way, Michael Bisping came in, and I know that uh, Whitaker is now the interim middleweight champion, but Bisping's actions were a little bit childish, to say the least, didn't he? I mean, took, took the belt, threw it down, tore the flag. It just was a bit childish for me. Yeah, you know, he he tore he tore the flag during the fight, classless. He then threw the belt down. It's disrespecting the organisation that you are a part of. Why would you do that? You know, you either one side of the fence and you don't like the champion, or you do. You know what I mean? Or you don't like the the, the organisation, or you do. He is a champion of them, and why would you go and throw the belt? It just cheapens yourself. Um, but what stood out for me was the class shown by Whitaker and the class shown by your Romero, uh, before, during, and after. They've got no bad blood. They were gentlemen. And uh, the Englishman, who professes to be a gentleman, acted like a child. Yeah, it was rather sad to see it. It's just like, I don't know, it smacked of unprofessionalism and, as you say, disrespected the UFC, which is, it is the organization to fight for on the planet, isn't it? I mean, if you think about it. Um, speaking of which, were you surprised at all by uh, Masasi's decision to, to take up a four-year deal at Bellator? Yes. Uh, I think he's good enough to be a UFC champion um, and then choose the money fights. He's got a long, a longish career ahead of him. He could have gotten the UFC belt and then gotten more money at Bellator. But obviously, uh, the deal was too good to be true. He obviously wanted, uh, he's had some bad blood and felt he's been shortchanged by Dana White. So he obviously took the money. Interesting development indeed. Um, I don't know if you've seen, I'm sure you have seen, I know it's been out a few days now, but I am stumbled across it uh, just yesterday. Uh, Cormier, John Jones, 2, that promo that UFC have put together for the upcoming event is insane. It It is brilliantly done. It's a masterclass and, and it's a great advertisement for what promises to be an incredible fight. Isn't it funny how even in a negative light, they still find a way to promote John Jones. You know, at the end of the day, with all the second, third, and fourth, and fifth chances John Jones got, they still know he's bank. They still know the quality of fighter, and they still know the money he's, that he's worth. So even in adversity, they manage to find a way. Even if you look at it, it's, it's quite a negative light that is shown on John Jones. He still comes out Trump. It's uh, 
it, it gives me goosebumps, and I cannot wait for that fight. And I am John Jones fan, even though he's uh, almost wasted his talent and has wasted his golden years. I still think he's the second greatest fighter to walk on the planet, behind Anderson Silva. Behind the Anderson Silva. <laughs> That event is going to be something else because I, I, I love the way that it's almost good versus evil, uh, the way that the narrative behind it, 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 uh, it builds it up nicely. I've got to ask you, though, Conor McGregor, Floyd Mayweather, what do you make of it all? I mean, two hype men set to earn the biggest paycheck almost ever in sport. Um, is it a master stroke of marketing or is this a farce of fighting? I don't think it's a fast fighting. I just I think that uh, I think Floyd will win um, because it's it's in Floyd's world. Floyd holds all the trump cards. He will dictate time, place, padding of the of the ring floor, uh, size of gloves. Everything is stacked in his favour. But the, it doesn't have to be rigged. It doesn't have to be a fast because it's it's a boxing fight and, and Connor. Boxing is only one part of MMA. Yes, there's a puncher's chance and all that, but I think everybody's missing the point. The fight is irrelevant. It's By the time the first round bell goes, everybody's spent the money for the pay-per-view. Everybody's spoken about it. I think what it is, it's good in that it marries boxing boxing fans and MMA fans. And it's, it's the single greatest sporting spectacle in my lifetime till date, to date. That's going to be very interesting. When that I can, I can wait for it. August 26th, we're going to do a, a big viewing party in Durban. We're going to do like a, an outdoor event, weather permitting, uh, on a big screen. And uh, we're not sure where. It will be somewhere in the Morningside area. All right. But we just got to get permission from the police. But yeah, we're going to do it. And I think we're going to be full house. I think it's going to be great. Well, people must follow you on Twitter and uh, check you out on Facebook, Justin B. Ferrier, for more details there. And um, yeah, I've posted that. Uh, Daniel Cormier John Jones uh, video on Twitter so check that out at CSDPC on social media yeah that is going to be rather interesting to see but as you say Justin I can't see Connor beating a guy who's 49 and 0 and um, who's made it a living of uh, not getting hits I suppose if I can put it that way in terms of Floyd he's a master he's a, he's a brilliant sure. boxer he's already started patenting 50 and 0 the, the slogan 50 and 0 so I mean we know what he wants and I'm not saying Connor doesn't care about the, the the result, but I'm pretty sure that doesn't matter when you're earning 75 to 100 million dollars. Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. As you say, maybe the point is not so much the fight, but it's what it's all about and uh, marrying the two, who uh, many will feel are at loggerheads. You know, I think boxing sort of sees MMA as this big threat and and. Uh, UFC has just gone on and, and leaps and bounds while boxing has sort of just stumbled, you know. And, and I think a guy like Floyd has obviously done lots for boxing, but that uh, Klitschko-Joshua fight has put boxing back on the map. So I think people are very excited for August 26, especially, Justin. EFC 61 uh, at Sun City. Justin, you and I were there. Um, let's start with a guy who was a professional boxer i suppose to a certain extent is still a boxer but he's now an mma fighters elvis moyo what happened there uh, Stuart austin all due respect wasn't meant to go out and win that fight purely based on the fact that elvis moyo is a guy who is on the up 
putting together a fight streak. He was trying to put his name up in lights to be the number one contender in the heavyweights, but just didn't turn up, did he? Yeah, he gave up 15 kilos. So he's with a bit of effort, he could be a light heavyweight. He's, he's, he said in the press conference afterwards he wants to fight champion. I think he's brave. Uh, to say the least, he that's is... Stuart Austin, of course, not Elvis Moyer. Yeah, yeah no, no, not Elvis Moyer. No, Elvis Moyer. Um, if you based it on form and has lost two fights, if if we saw half of the fights that fought Henderson said at the previous Sun City event, it would have been Elvis all day, every day. But he just he didn't. The the biggest plus that Elvis has got is his jab speed. The fact that he uses jab well, he sets up with a power right hand. Yes, I know he landed uh, two right hands on the body in the first round, but other than that, he did nothing. There was no sign of of, of the jiu-jitsu that he worked on. There was no sign of the sprawl. Uh, he just seemed like a deer in the headlights. It really was um, average, uh, below average. And Stuart Austin didn't overly perform. He just did enough. Yeah, exactly. I think that one body shot that Elvis caught Austin with, I thought, here we go, okay. You know, maybe he's just taking some time to to find his rhythm, to find his his groove, but it just didn't deliver. And, and and I think maybe that first round did go the way of Elvis, but the rest of the time it was one way traffic. Yeah, I called the first round for Elvis uh, because of the damage landed. It was two body shots, so they were big, um, they were kind of feeling each other out, and there was not much happening. But Elvis did slightly more in the first round than than Stuart did, and then uh, Stuart realised that there was no sprawl, there was no footwork um, and he knew that Elvis wasn't hitting so he could come into range and he eked out a decision win that was very very underwhelming yeah I think one of the most disappointing fights of uh, of the weekend Um, moving on to champion Delcha retained his title with one of the sickest most vicious knockouts we have ever seen in EFC history Alan Badu stood no chance when he got connected yeah, credit to to Ellen for for standing in the pocket and trying to trade with Dolce. It just felt like uh, whoever landed first. But man, Champion Dolce is a scary dude. He has just got such a presence about him. Obviously, we're fortunate enough to be cage side, and you can feel that energy. You can feel that venom in his. He's a big man. He's big traps. <laughs> He's a big intense man, and he almost is right through you. It was unbelievable. I mean. The two of them resembled two heavyweights going at it, held for leather, and that exchange is up front. And then it almost like champion just ducked his head into that overhand right, boom. I mean, Badu was out before he hit the canvas. He, he was starched. He was starched from the connection, and he fell like a tree straight down. Yeah. Um, very impressive. All credit to the medical team. They were there. They got him up. They checked him out. He was fine. And he got up and he, and he shook Dolce's hand afterwards. And it was good to see that uh, no harm, no foul. Yeah, I saw him at the after party. So uh, he was quite uh, quite chilled. So <laughs> it's all good. But Stuart Austin against champion Dolce. Uh, I don't see Austin standing a chance on that one. Neither do I. Just terms of, in terms of intensity. Almost like uh, Stuart Austin's got a better chance at heavyweight. Uh, then he does a light heavyweight. The light heavyweight guys are Foster, um, and and they may not be as strong as the heavyweights, but they are fast. Let's talk about the heavyweights. Um, I don't think Andrew Fonsale is human. I think he is uh, a robot, or uh, his his granite jaw extends to his head because Vessel Mostert connected him with all the power he could muster, and although Fonsale wobbled a little bit. 
He held on and got the W and retained that title. All credit here goes to Vessel Mostert. I was not, uh, I'm not saying I wasn't a fan, but I wasn't sold. I thought Vessel was, uh, I thought his, his, his strength lay in the fact that he was a brawler and wasn't a refined fighter. But those first two rounds he put in a boxing clinic, beautiful straight punches, beautiful game plan, good sprawl, uh, doing exactly what to frustrate Andrew. And Andrew was doing, the, doing a safe takedown. He was shooting chest to chest, not going for the, not shooting for the legs because it could have eaten a knee. Um, but he just couldn't get his hands on him. Uh, I felt vested, uh, Vessel had won the first two rounds convincingly with, with, with clean, crisp, clean boxing. But Andrew for himself showed why he's a champion and has the ability to win. I do think that uh, Andrew's got to go back to the drawing board and really think about it because being tough is not always the best option. You know, there's you, you can never condition ahead, and we've spoken about this a couple of times. You know, I feel that a lot of mileage was taken out of Andrew uh, by Elvis because Elvis went to town not only on his body but also his head, and he's taken some shots tonight. And you, know, you don't want to become that guy. The punchy guy, the slow guy that your chin deteriorates with time, you know. Maybe it's uh, Andrew's amazing, don't get me wrong. Yeah. Uh, he shows why he's the best, but I, I just think to myself, how much more can he take and how much more should he take? He's achieved everything you can achieve um, realistically in this country and this continent. You know, should have going, I feel he's too old to go international. Uh, but I, I, it would be a good, if he called it today, and I'm not saying that he should, if he called it today, um, he would buy it at the best, the the, the best, the best in the on the continent, the best heavyweight ever. I, I think what's he thirty six, turning thirty seven, round about there. So the timing is right, and and he's got another career in teaching and uh, in coaching rugby, and you know he's done Ironman. He's a true gentleman. He's an ambassador for the sport. Um, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised he if, if he called it. Shape. Yeah, he looked in the best shape he's ever looked. Yeah. But at the same time, you think to yourself, man, you've got a wife. Uh, you've got a couple of dogs, you've got a hobby, and you've got a job, uh, and now you must try and fight. You know, it, it, it won't be easy. You know, There's only so many hours in a day. Without a doubt, man. Without a doubt. All right, let's quickly touch on what's coming up at EFC 62. I mean, it's the fight everyone wants to see. We know there's bad blood. It's uh, the middleweight title that's up for grabs, and it's Yannick Bahati, who no one really likes in the EFC, but they kind of admire, so there is a bit of respect because he is a beast, up against one of the most exciting athletes in the organization and the welterweight champion, Andrikas Duplessis. Yeah, uh, I've always felt that Andrikas is a uh, more natural middleweight. He's a uh, hell of a big dude. Um, Bahati's a very big guy. Well, he could be a light heavyweight. Um but I do think Duplessis will be more efficient at middleweight than he would be uh, than he is at welterweight. But very interesting fight because somebody's got to lose, and it's crazy. It would be epic if we have a South African that can take both titles. Um, it's never nice. It's never nice uh, having your belt abroad, but it is what it is, and uh, there's definitely bad blood there. Yeah, there really is. I mean, these two guys, you can see on social media, keep calling each other out. There's lots of smack talk. It makes for a great build-up to a fight. 18 August, Carnival City. Tickets are now available. So hope to see you there for what is going to be a fantastic night of MMA action. Don't forget, in Kazimula Zulu, 
takes on uh, Chip Fumble. That's also for that title. So Zulu Boy returns after that car accident, being hit by a car. His tough experience. So has he learned? We'll have to wait and see. I'm sure this guy is uh, not someone you want to, re to to take lightly, that's for sure. But so Chip Fumble is unbeaten, I believe. So it will be interesting. Um, anyway, Justin Ferrier, let's leave it there for now. It's been MMA Uncaged. I know we've been a little bit quiet, but we're back now and uh, we're going to try and put together a couple more episodes as we build up, of course, to 62. Still a couple of weeks to go, but we hope you've enjoyed the show. And yeah, we'll catch you again next time. Remember to catch Justin on Twitter at Justin B. Ferrier. He also has a few picks for you, especially for UFCs, uh, fight nights, and the EFC events. So check him out on social media. And hopefully, hopefully we'll see you at EFC 62, Carnival City.